Shapa Suit Convos. It's a new year, and I'm still number one, man. This is your reigning DMV FFL fantasy football champion. Shout out to Lamar Jackson. <laughs> 50 plus points in the biggest game. I heard he's not playing against the Steelers. Does that make you nervous? Yes. Like rest for two weeks? Yes, but at the same time, since our bye week, we've been balling so i'm not tripping that much but i feel like tom brady would have played belichick don't go for none of that shit so it makes me a little nervous but but this is a new lamar he he impresses me every week oh it's a new one it's a new lamar for sure he impresses me every week he's doesn't fumble the ball and do little silly shit as much like he did in the first three weeks um his pocket presence is way different he'd be I hate when he does his unorthodox, like off balance throws, but them ships was working last week where he like he sometimes he jumps in the air and throws. I hate that shit. But that's worked. Um yeah, every week I'm like like not expecting as much as what he does, and he does stuff every week. So I'm a little nervous, but at the same time, the Steelers are fighting to get in the playoffs, division rival. We don't need that AFC North smoke. These niggas is like trying hard for real. They might end up doing some stupid shit. We don't have time for that. So you and want them to sweep you all this year? You're, you're, um, you're that shit don't matter. Sweep? That shit don't matter. If they do sweep us, I just think that it'll be better for us. And at the end, end of the day, I think Snoop might do his thing against them. Honestly, everybody who gets hurt or has you to step up. Snoop, Tyler Huntley, the um. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, I saw that. I was like, "Hey, Snoop Dogg, what is this? You just like, can't, you just can't give backups nicknames to superstars. What is this?" Hey, man, he's from Broward. He's been called Snoop since he was in Broward. That's why he said we're the Broward County Ravens because oh, no. Zay Flowers is from down there too. So it's just three, three guys. That's it. Hey, man, Broward County Ravens. The, the Broward County Ravens, three out of fifty. Hey, man, it is what it is. All I know is that next man up shit has been big for us. We lost J.K. Dobbins, and we lost Keaton Mitchell. Um, Justice Hill stepped up. supposed to know who these people are? Can you explain their positions and stuff? Come on, man. So J.K. Dobbins was the starting running back for the Eagles. Um, Pretty solid, good running back. He tore his Achilles in the beginning of the season. He was out for the whole year. Keaton Mitchell is a rookie that we brought up from the practice squad. His dad used to play for the Ravens back in the days. His dad won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. He's a 4-2 running back, kind of like an A-chain, where you get a little crease. He can take that shit 40 yards like it's nothing. And um, he um, tore his, like, one of the CLs in his knee. I forgot which one it was. But he was also, he was, um, he was moonlighting as a great young running back. He was, uh, he had, like, a, at least, like, five, six games where he was balling, like scoring like 60-yard runs and 60-yard screens. and So he was a real dynamic threat for the Ravens that they haven't had in a while, like a home run hitter at running back. He tore his um, one of his CLs in his knee. Mark Andrews got hurt. <clears throat> um, the young guy, second year, Isaiah Likely, tight end, he went to uh, Coastal Carolina. He's been balling in place of Mark Andrews. Um, Kyle Hamilton was hurt. You know, G Stone's been playing all year, but G Stone stepped up last week, got an interception for um, you know, while in Kyle Hamilton's absence. Um, even Marlon Humphreys got hurt. 
last uh last game and the cornerback who stepped in for him even like did his thing. So and even um Tyler Huntley Snoop when Lamar was out, of course it's garbage time, but he came in and threw like a little 30, 40 yard touchdown like it was nothing to like the third string tight end. So next man up shit is a big thing. So I think even if the Ravens do lose, it'll still be a good matchup. But I I at least wish that they could play like the first quarter or first half or something. And you're not the reigning champion. I won last year. Yeah, last year. It's a new year, punk. So you're not reigning nothing, punk. Mm -hmm. Three times 2009. Using my guy. for 2013, 2023, man. Yeah, shout out to you, man, for that white man. Anthony Kierkorf for whatever it is. Andrew, but his white Yeah, Anthony. whatever, man. Call him white Anthony because he looks like Anthony if Anthony was white. But we're both tied for three championship league and you've been in that league since 20 uh 2006 i've only yeah, been but i also so. didn't play for like five years and i stopped caring about football in the same way for the last 10 years so for real if it wasn't for that white man you showed me i'd be in the mud i don't know what's going on i don't really care about football the same either That's I good. fantasy in red zone mm -hmm. turn up man we you know red come on man we getting older, man. We don't have time for every sport. You just got to look at little snippets and stuff. I yeah, knew I Mark Jackson threw five touchdowns because I had 52 points in fantasy. That's all you need to know, right? Five touchdowns. He had three incompletions and five, five touchdowns. God, my man had the greatest game of his career in my championship game. I'll take it. <laughs> That's his third perfect passer rating. He's tied with Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Kurt Warner, Ben Roethlisberger. I think Ben Roethlisberger has the most. But yes, all those people yes. have rings, so he needs to. He needs yeah, to, hurry up, boy. Because <laughs> your career is going to be muddy if you don't. You about to have. You about to be the youngest player with two MVPs ever. That's tight. But you better hurry up and get that ring, boy, because rings only matter if you're a quarterback or if you're a superstar basketball player. So you better hurry up, Lamar. We need it. Yeah. Badly. I'm almost nervous. I just feel like like if he gets this ring, he's the greatest scrambling quarterback ever. Or is it Steve Young still? He's the greatest black quarterback ever. You know me. He's not the greatest black quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not better than Warren Moon. What? what? Yeah, boy. He, that boy got no rings. So what? Warren Moon's the best. Nah, in Canada. Warren Moon's get the out of here. He didn't win. Warren no Moon's the best black quarterback. He, he didn't win no MVP. He the best passer. You can say that he had the best passing, but he ain't the best quarterback. He ain't win the most. He ain't win no MVP. He just threw cool. That's it. He's the greatest black quarterback, better than Russell Wilson. Yeah, he way better than Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, that boy's getting swapped out again. They don't respect that man. <laughs> yeah, I mean Russell. I hope he goes to like. The Giants or something. Yeah. That'll be cool. Or, well, he can't go to Atlanta because of the future. Yeah, they get ran out of the city, man. Free bank, <laughs> Black Migo game. But Sierra will, Sierra will protect them. That's her home, too. She can, hey, she won't. Mm -hmm. have, Russell Wilson wouldn't have any problems in Atlanta, to be honest. Um, Black Migo gang will get him. <laughs> hey, man, I don't think Kirkwood would bother him. They're nice guys. If he wins for them, they'll like it, I'm sure. Yeah, and people will troll him. That's all it is. It's just trolling, but I mean, hey. They'll play Future's music in the stadium. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's Atlanta. What the hell? 
<laughs> what do you he think? needs to just be friends with Russell, man. He needs to stop bullying. Nah, Russell Wilson, according to the streets, he's not a he's not a man of integrity or character or honor. That's why he's a buster. And even his head coaches like to make fun of him and shit on him. Like he's a buster. Oh Sean yeah, Payne was cooking at him, cooking him when he walked in the building. <laughs> yeah, champagne was yelling at him crazy. And um, you say you heard what uh, I don't know if you heard it, but what Marshawn said about him, like yeah, to... I've known like I I know you don't believe me, but. Hey, I know people that played with him. I'm from Norfolk State University, okay? I had people that were at that school that their teammates were on the Seahawks, like Cam Chancellor's little brother was on our football team. He was a linebacker. We we know these guys, and we know Russell Wilson isn't, you know, a real boy. I've been saying this for a decade. I mean, hey, if you don't want to listen, that's cool. But I it know the truth. Yeah, I know somebody who ran the camp chancellor, and they were like, um, something like, what about like Russell Wilson? I like, man, fuck that nigga, man. Yeah, man. He was like, um, he was like, y'all like, be playing future in the locker room. Yeah, nigga, we play whatever we want. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't control nothing. He's not a he's not a real soldier. Even Pete Carroll cooked them up. All his coaches have cooked them, bro. Even in college, he was at North Carolina State and he got ran out and went to Wisconsin. He's always had to get he's always had to move around. Because eventually people get caught, get tired of his nonsense. Did you know a white dude who played lineman for Norfolk State named Blake? Blake, I don't remember. Uh, well, I was a, uh, I was kicking it uh, with him and some other people's on New Year's. Um, he played. He knew like Kalu, Kelvin, and um, John. What, what year did he graduate? Like 2014, 2013, or maybe maybe thirteen. True. True. I showed him your picture. He said he remember you. Yeah, I mean, bro, I was the sports editor. So, yeah, you you had to smell my cologne. I was around. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out to him, though. Yeah. That's tight, man. So, what'd you do for New Year's, man? I thought you was going to New York. What'd you end up doing? No, I'm going to end up going to New York in a few weeks. But um, and I went to a nice little den-den, had a little igloo, you know what I'm saying? A little candy king type of things. It was pretty dope to play your own music in there. Just real vibed out. Felt like I was in I was in the living room eating dinner, and then I just went to this party. Uh, my homegirl threw her peoples, and um, that's where I seen uh, the OG Blake there. And um, you know what I'm saying? Played a little bit of uh, drink. You know what I mean? Did my thing. Had some uh, bidia tacos, homemade joints, fire. And I played this um, dice game where I was really fire with these chips, and like you roll it. And um, if it's like all dots, you get to keep your chips. If it's like a star, you got to um, give your chips to the person to the left of you. And if it's like a, just say a square, you got to give your chips to the person to the right of you. And um, after your rolls, um, and it's three dice, after like everybody goes, whoever has the, their chips still left is who wins. And it's, it was fun as shit. My, uh, this Cleveland nigga put me on it. You know, so that's all I did for New Year's. Real wholesome things. What about you, man? Kicked it with the family. It was real nice and cool, man. It's always nice to bring in the New Year with your loved ones, you know. So I like to do that now. I, I used to get my boogie on and be outside when I was a young man. Now I like to be more of a family man. So I respect this it. weekend we we turning up for Claytis. So, hey, man, he sent me a focus flyer. He... He was looking like Ghost St. Patrick on the cover. I was like, hey, all right. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be fun, man. Shout out to Claytis. 
It's 30th birthdays on Saturday. So we in the club. It's going to be fun, man. That Abigail. Hey. Yes, indeed. I'm pulling up for sure. Word. That's You said what's Anthony's up. pulling up too? Yeah, man. That's what's up. Yeah, I think also Jamar is going to pull up. Uh, Maybe keep two. It's going to be a lot of homies for sure. So, yeah, man. Well, you wanted to do a little recap of 2024. I mean, shout out to everybody that's hit me up about my list on doyenwave.com about my top 25 favorite albums of 2023. Why don't you list some of your favorite albums? First of all, is this Kurt Angle in that Mark Brunel jersey? Yeah, who are you? come on, man. Look at that flavor. Why does he look crazy nowadays? You seen what he look like? And that meme? Yeah, but that's because he told them to hurry up, like cut cut the camera off. You know, he's with his they with his he's with his kids, and you know, they trying to help him get active on social media with the TikTok. So he was like, All right. So he had one of his kids record him, but that's the joke of the joint. After he finishes talking, he's like, All right, we're done. Can you cut it off? That's why he makes that face like that. But his little But one of his kids knew that, oh, man, my dad is creating magic right now. I'm about to keep recording. And that, <laughs> and that became the meme. They knew what to do. He looked nuts. He looked like Gilly. <laughs> boy. <laughs> boy. But um, you said favorite artists or favorite albums? Favorite albums of 2023. Go ahead, man. I'll read, I'll read my list in case, you know, the people listening didn't see it yet. Okay, so um, Ganger is definitely one of my favorite albums of 2023. I um I liked it when it first came out, but I liked it even more with over the last two months. I've been listening to it a lot, and um, like every line, V's be saying something. Like every line, like he got like a little like bar or line, and it's just funny. Like it's just, like I was rapping um, what uh, before they close my casket, fix my fingers, throw the hood up, and this girl was like, "What?" She was like, "That's stupid." I was like, why is that stupid? She said, people going to be taking pictures and stuff. So she didn't appreciate that. But I love that she didn't appreciate it because that, to me, tells me that that was a good bar. Anyways, um, All Black's album. Um, damn it. What was it called again? I forgot. I can't even think of na album names anymore. I'm old. Born to Score was one of my favorite albums. Um, I like every single song. The song I like the least is the one with Jay Worthy, but still not that bad. It's just the beat is just kind of a little wild. But... um. And I realize I understand now why he said um he's not with playmakers no more because he's with cream savers, J dub. You asked me about J dub once. What do you know about him? I don't know anything. I think you asked me about him. You you were trying to make it seem like I should know about him. No, you actually said why you, you said something about J dub flow as if you knew well, I think J dub is just like a connected person that's been around in the industry for a while. But um, and I think he has uh, his own weed called Cream Savers, and that's who All Blacks with now. But Born to Score is definitely um another one of my favorite albums. Um, Young Nudie, for sure. Gumbo was definitely one of my favorite albums. Like I loved it. Um, Coop and them was going stupid. Um, Portobello was one of my favorite songs of the whole entire year. Like that beat is just so fly, hypnotizing, and the way he. Flows on the beat is just really tight. MRE was another really dope uh, beat. Um, Hot Grease was another really dope beat. And then, of course, he had his biggest song ever, um, Peaches and Eggplants, on there. Um, 
Babyface Ray's album was pretty good. Um, it's not better than Ganger. Wasn't bad. Um, still one of my favorite albums. But um, once again, that was another album that I appreciated um, later in the year. Um, Racks In, that beat is just crazy. That's like one of the flyest beats ever to me. Like, I love that beat. Um, I like Dirty Harry, El Custo. It's a fire project from an, uh, a new artist, at least a new artist to me. So um, I appreciated his album. I do like Rhythm and Unbip. Um, the Night Shift was dope to me, Larry June. I enjoyed The Night Shift by Larry June a lot. Um, what else we got here? Let's see. Chops on the Blade was, oh, that's that's the single, but you know, that's on the Night Shift. But um, what else we got? Rocket Power was pretty good. I wouldn't say it was one of my favorites, but I liked it. There's songs on there that I that last for me, like Eleven Eleven, Disciples, um, Turn Your Click Up, Back Where It Begins. I like Who With Me and Patty Cake with him and um Take Off. Um Lil Tyler's album was pretty cool. I was I was jamming that. I was jamming that. Um, what else we got here? I'm almost done. Hmm. Damn it, I had one in my mind. I just can't think of it right now. But oh yeah, uh Trippy Red's album was one of my favorite albums too. I liked um Trippy Red's album a lot. Surprisingly, because I'm not really I'm not a Trippy Red fan at all, honestly. But um I enjoyed his album, especially as far as working out. It was a pretty fun album and his features um did pretty good. So I would have to say those are some of my favorite albums. And then to me, this is like doesn't really count because it didn't drop last year. But I liked um a lot of Blue Bucks albums because I didn't listen to those before. Clan Way 3 was the first album I listened to, but I like Clan Virus 2, No Rules 2. I was bumping that heavy last year too, so that will sum up my 2023. There were albums that I liked a lot, but these are the ones that I'm considering my favorite based off of how many times I listened to them. So who's your favorite artist of 2023? Favorite artist of 2023? It's so hard. It's like Earlier in the year, my favorite artist of 2023, like really early, was Lil Tyler. Then around March, May, June, um, it was Nudie. Um, throughout Blue Bucks period, I would have to say them overall. But at the end of the year, it is easily V's. And all blacks up there, because you know, I just I'm an all black fan, but towards the end, I would say V's. But if I was just to say, on average, I listen to uh, Blue Bucks the most. Okay, okay. So do you hope they drop this year? Yes, man, I really do. I hope they drop. Um, I hope they drop, like, late spring, too, so I can have some fly shit to, and some shit talking for the summer to do. Mm. They're the best L.A. rappers to me. I mean, who are they competing against right now? Uh, oh three, mm. and that's probably it for me. I don't really like uh X four. Have you heard him yet? Yeah, I don't really like him that much, honestly. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> and for me to just throw in a few honorable mentions, like these albums are good. They just weren't my favorites, but um, Pink Friday was pretty good. Another Summer in the Ghetto was good. Uh. Whatchamacallit, um, 
Paco Panama joint was fire, the dropway. These are all recent too. Um, I don't know if I just said choppers and bricks already. Um clean size finest forward is pretty cool. Um just ballet's album just that shit was wild. <laughs> that album was wild. Um Burner Boy's album wasn't bad. Um it definitely wasn't, you know, I can't say it's good, but wasn't bad. Hopefully he gets himself together and does uh made in Lagos for himself. He can't do that. <laughs> Why can't he do that? Because <laughs> he wants to be an American. Yeah, he got to chill out with that a little bit. Even though sitting on top of the world did his did his thing. But I saw like in the sometimes I be in the uh, the Niger Twitter space and they be hating on Wizkid too. And I did try to listen to that Skepta album. I don't know what the hell is going on over there. That's your man. He's good. I don't know what he's doing. He was like, on me. he was doing like poetry and some other shit. I don't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> when did Lancey, did Lancey's album drop last year? Was it 2022? Well, Back to the Trap was last year. Oh, yeah. um, That was a pretty good album, but it kind of went away quick for me. Oh, man. what? The... Did you mention that on your list? Yes, number five. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Dang, for all the dogs wasn't even on your list. Why would it be? It's the weakest Drake album of his career. Oh yeah, the American Dream was cool. I liked that for a little while. Um, Jay Worthy, Kamaya, Harry Prod. Oh word. That shit was fun. I wish they had more songs like Pull Up with Ty Dolla Sign. I need Ty Dolla Sign to have fun more. <laughs> too bad he's about to work with Kanye. Sasha's album was pretty good too. Don't just stand there. I like that. Um Demon Muppy was pretty cool. It was a, uh, it was fun hearing in Dante's Inferno. It was fun hearing a uh, fresh new artist. Like I feel like last year was pretty good for like new artists to me. Like Lil Tyler, even though his shit came out late twenty twenty two, but Lil Tyler was fresh and new. That Didn't was come out late twenty two. It dropped like in March. Oh, uh, Law and Order. Uh, no, I'm talking about his actual mixtape, My Vision. Oh, I'm talking about a lot. Well, I feel like I knew about him in like late 2022, January. So, but I'll just count him for last year. So, Lil Tyler was Breath of Fresh Air to me. Um, Neonte, um, Sideshow, El Custo. Um, what's the little girl um, from Atlanta? Elite, what's her name again? Anicia? Yeah. She was pretty cool. Uh, they were pretty, like a good breath of fresh air. That was fun. Um, I'm, I got to, you know, I got to get in a library so I can listen to No Name, but she's greatly talented. You know, I just, you know, I just didn't really want to listen to it. That's that's on me. That's a, a breath of fresh air. I feel like you have to go, like your homework for the pod is you have to give us a report on that game and big hit mixtape. I feel like as the gang banging expert, it's your responsibility to educate us on what these bloods are talking about. <laughs> His name is Big Hit. Yeah. Well, hey, man. I'm Hit Boy's daddy. Big Hit. That's crazy that he really bangs that hard. Dang, why did game pull up like that? Cause hey, man, he hasn't had he hasn't had a gang banging buddy to rap with in a while. So he said, hey, man. You, your your bang freestyle has the hood hot. So, <laughs> got the hood hot over there. Yeah, he did. They like it. That freestyle is focused. 
Because the beat, he wasn't at the Mob Deep beat. Yeah, Getaway. Getaway. He really was banging on that beat. That's the that's the part about that. It's hey, the beat that he rapped on. Havoc's one of the greatest producers ever, man. He was able to just like take his time and express himself. Hey, that's why that's why Prodigy was nice. <laughs> part of it, those beats, man. It gives you time to really get your shit off, man. He was banging like it was almost like he was releasing pain, like. He was really getting some off his chest. Like, mm -hmm. like he doesn't even like understand why he bangs so hard. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is that game don't even bang that hard in his music like that. That's why he needed to get lessons. And hey, shout out to Easy LP. You actually made the beat to Getaway. I thought it was a Havoc beat, but salute to you. Because that beat <laughs> is fire. I always love that beat. This album, Murder Music, dropped on my 11th birthday. My brother copped it. Because he was a big Mob Deep fan, and I remember this album. It was pretty good, yeah. Shout out to Mob Deep. Rest in peace, Prodigy. That's the thing about I like about Mob Deep. They got a, a guy who's a producer that's a part of the crew, but they, a lot of their fire shit be coming from other people, too, and I feel like that's pretty tight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, another person who had a pretty good album, or, yeah, I guess it was an album. Um, Scooter's album wasn't bad. Yeah, that joint was solid. That's a, a part of my honorable mention. Yeah, Scooter's album was pretty cool. And um, I still got to listen to New Blue Sun. <laughs> no, no, you don't. I don't need to listen to that? Nah, you don't listen to that type of music. You don't need that in your life. I didn't listen to Set It Off really at all, for real. I, it just, I just couldn't do it. Well, shout out to Offset. He seems to be having fun in life. Oh, yeah. Another good album to me, because we don't have to just do rap only, right? Nah, I had Amare on my list. I had uh, other genres on my list, so hey. Jaguar 2 was good. Word. Especially Cadillac, number five. That track got these horns on it. That's just like so fly. Like I'm excited for Victoria Monet. I hope she keeps coming strong. I'm excited. Oh, she will. <laughs> I'm telling you. Seen her in the club with uh, Janelle Monet and uh, Tiana Taylor. They're going to be having fun. Oh, man. That's just a dangerous squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an all-star team. That's that's like you getting in trouble with like your wife or girl. You don't even care. Whoa. That's when you do like the Idris Elba joint where he backed up. You know what I mean? Where he's like looking like, hey, man. Son. I'm excited for Dochi too. I'm excited for the R&B pop shit coming back because R&B needs to make fun records again. Um, I don't mind sleepy niggas and all the little fucking mysterious niggas, but I need um, R&B fun people. And Dochi had that song, What It Is, Oh, oh What's Up? Like, that was a fun song for me to DJ girls like that shit. Like, I need more of that kind of shit. So, sure. Dochi too. Now, here are some of my favorites. Uh, let me see my list. I had a top 25. Check it out on doyenwave.com, D-O-Y-E-N-W-A-V-E.com. I'll give you my top 10. I had Magic 3 by Nas at 10, 6 by Kenny Mason at 9. I Love Stalker by Dom Kennedy and T-Fly at 8. Demon Muppy by Neante at seven, six Fountain Baby by Mare, five Back to the Trap by Lancey Fole, 
Four, a gift and a curse. Gunna. Three, Dirty Harry El Cousteau. Two, Rhythm and Bip, KP Skywalker. Even though, for real, that's really my number one. But I gave it to Ganger because I was anticipating this album and it lived up to the hype. So that's why it's my number one. But Dang, so you're really Rhythm a and Bip is really the one I listen to the most. I'm a player, you know, so right. I like that smooth stuff more than... uh Talking about how your lean is so dark skinned, you know, or talking about that um, you're gonna get somebody whack and then tweet that you pray to crime stops. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> he said he's gonna get somebody whack and then tweet that he prays the crime stops. Yeah, shout out to these man, he's hilarious. I'm surprised you like that album so much because you know he's a whisper king. I thought that wasn't your flavor. Hey man, when you just. I don't know, man. He just talks a lot of shit. I like shit talkers, and he talks a lot of shit on every line. He said, watch me dry the form with my kneecap, roll the wood up. Before they close my casket, fix my fingers, throw the hood up. Like, he just be talking shit. Just fun to listen to. The show. Oh, man. I want to ask you about this real quick, because this is taking social media black twitter whatever black facebook all that stuff it's taking it over man cat williams interview with shannon sharp it's got a lot of uh lines going at different people like uh phase on love steve harvey cedric the entertainer ricky smiley he, he made me realize how Steve Harvey, Jack, Mark Curry's idea for the Steve Harvey show, how he was a teacher, then he became an, like an assistant principal and stuff. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that was hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> but uh, how Hold on. You... He said Mark Curry copied? No, he said Steve, Steve Harvey, Harvey copied, copied Mark, Mark Curry. Curry. Like He talked about how Mark Curry was like a real OG and a good mentor for him, like would always show him love. And he said Mark Curry's the one that helped him like fine tune and master the joke that Cedric the Entertainer stole for Kings of Comedy, where, you know, the joke about being in the hood, seeing what's going on with your whip, old school jamming. And then, you know, you go in the park, you turn down the sound, the lock in, all that stuff. That's real life. But, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he talked about how <laughs> Ricky Smiley and Tyler Perry only good at playing women. They don't know how to be real men. <laughs> mm -hmm. Steve Harvey was never homeless. He's a capper, cap ass nigga, and he's he used to always hate on Bernie Mac. And I don't, I don't want to be a movie star. Yeah, you, you country nigga, you can't be a movie star. <laughs> how'd you feel about the interview? And did Shannon, Shannon Sharp people? Are, I've seen people say. Man, Shannon Sharp kept looking at his paper, looking at his questions, but he couldn't ask nothing. <laughs> he had to keep pouring up. Yeah, and he... he hey, look, love, man, I'm going to pour me another one. You, you get another one, too, man. I, I, Shannon, yeah, yeah. And, Shannon felt bad for the people he was attacking. He was just looking. like he didn't And say. he didn't know... This is where, you know, being a non-journalist, you don't know how to direct the interview when someone is moving like this, because this is when... Hey, forget your cards. You got to have follow-up question city, man. The way he's directing it, you see he's there to get something off his chest. He's not there to promote a stand-up special or a movie. He's there to 
pop off to start the new year faking. So that's is that when Shannon's supposed to say, it seems like you got something on your chest. So yeah. One to that, basically. But. Basically, because he called Kevin Hart an industry plan, and this is what all the people that are successful, they say, oh, Cat Williams, that's what Kevin Hart said a few years ago. He said Cat Williams is just bitter and jealous that, hey, he had the chance to be the man and he fumbled it. So people think he's just a hater because Steve Harvey, Cedric, Kevin Hart, they've all had levels of success that Cat Williams hasn't. Like, of course, Kevin Hart's the most, I think the highest grossing comedian ever in terms of sold out dates around the world, the biggest shows and all that. He has a media enterprise with his uh, LOL you know, network. He has yeah. he has a, a serious XM radio station. He has a production company, all that. Steve Harvey rebranded himself as a great host on Family Feud and NBC, different NBC pageants and stuff like that. And even Cedric the Entertainer, he did movie. He was like doing the honeymooners and different stuff. The Johnson family vacation. Then he was on a network show on Fox and now CBS. So they've had more success than Cat Williams. But I think the average person will say they think Cat Williams at his peak was the funniest. But uh, how do you feel about how Cat Williams is talking and Shannon Sharp's, <laughs> I guess, lack of uh, journalistic uh, chops in the interview so that he couldn't really, you know, guide him. So basically, Shannon Sharp doesn't know how to switch gears or dive into Chris Paul. Pause. Yeah, like if Taylor Rooks was there, she would know what to do. Like, all right, Kat, I see where you're going with this. You got something that it seems like you want to, like, she would have been able to crack the code. Do you think that journalists coming, speaking to a journalist, do you think you guys might not have everything ready but because you guys are journalists you guys can kind of peep it and just come up with it on the spot like is it do you think when it comes to interviews um it's probably like fit like 50 percent like pre preparation and 50 percent freestyling because like, what yeah. if you don't know he's going to do that is that something that as a good journalist you got to freestyle too to be a good journalist yeah did you see what gail king did when r kelly was tweaking she, <laughs> she knew how to maneuver Robert, <laughs> Robert, what's going on? I can't visit my family. Like he, she knew what to do. Be out here. Yeah, she knew. Robert, calm down. Damn she knew Robert. how to sell it. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. When you're a real journalist, like Gail King, look how relaxed she was. What about Bill O'Reilly with camera on him? See, he had he lost his composure. He lost. But he did kind of good because Cam said, I'm gonna get at me. I'm gonna get at you, dog. Yeah, said, get at me, dog. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Get at me. Yeah, go ahead. Get at me, dude. Get at me. <laughs> he was funny. He was funny, but he was losing. You that's why he's like, You mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Yeah, he lost. Yeah, he did. Wow, this is crazy journal. The Harlem boys were mixing him. <laughs> and then he had then he had that black principal over there. He was confused. Like, oh, oh yeah, the black man. principal did not do good from Philly. <laughs> Yeah, they they got their asses. Whoa. <laughs> Damn, so this is crazy. Like, so I got I haven't seen the whole thing. So Shannon I haven't he, seen the whole thing either. I have to watch well, Shannon. The whole thing, did, so what you've seen, Shannon wasn't doing good. He just kept looking at his call, like, hey man, I, I wanted to ask this question, but I don't think it fits right here. And then he would yeah, oh. like he would pull up. He kept looking at that call. He kept looking at the cards. 
What about um Cam Newton? I feel like he did pretty good with uh, Charleston oh, White. My God, he did. He was hilarious. Cam Newton knew how to maneuver what Charleston was doing. Not really. He was asking like silly questions. That's why, because Cam Newton's questions were so elementary, that's what made Charleston White look like a hell of a nigga. That's what I'm saying. If he was, if he was uh, across from someone that had a better perspective and more knowledge about certain things than Charleston White. Think about it. Charleston White has been doing interviews like this for the last, what, three, four years, maybe? Mm -hmm. Cam Newton was the biggest one because that's the interview that he like won the most. Mm. Oh, yeah, because the journalist was weak. Exactly. What yeah. you mean? What you mean? Don't diss the rappers. Do you hear what they saying on the radio? Like he cooked Cam Newton and Cam Newton just smoking his cigar looking sick. He was so dang so just journalist shit really is like a spar with people. Yeah, it's a real that's why, like I've always said to you and uh Osei, the reason why certain people spit pick certain avenues to talk to is because they don't want to be challenged, they just want to get their shit off and oh build my mythology, build my legacy. Don't question me. He <laughs> don't doubt me. That's why when people have, you know, tumultuous issues they're going through, that's why they have to go to certain people to make it look like, all right, I'm doing a serious interview. That's why R. Kelly was with Gail King. He don't he didn't go to someone to do a softball interview. He tried to be like, all right, I'm not afraid. I'm not guilty. Look, I'll even go talk to Gail. I'm not shook. So what about Miss Katie Couric with Lil Wayne? Did she get do good against him? She did. And she liked Lil Wayne. She thought he was a nice guy, very charming. And you saw him. I'm sorry. Come on, Miss Katie. You know. <laughs> they were having fun. They went bowling. They were having fun. Miss Katie, let me tell you something, Miss Katie. Yeah, they were having fun. This shit is hilarious. But if that's what that's what you'll see. Like you can watch uh Stephen A back in the day when he had quite frankly and Allen Iverson would come on his show. Look at the conversations he can have or, you know, because I'm looking at that era because, you know, as time has went on, because social media has made these celebrities not have to rely on journalism and the media to, you know, promote what they have. So now journalism has become more PR heavy. So that's why look at Stephen A when he says, oh, Oh, D-Wade, he's a dear friend of mine. Oh, Michael Jordan texts me at six in the morning. Do you think he can really have journalistic integrity with these guys? He's a fan. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Shannon so, also wants to be friends with people. Exactly. And that's and that's not exclusive to, like I mentioned, Stephen A. Smith is a journalist that plays that PR game too. So, of course, Shannon Sharp, a Hall of Fame athlete, he doesn't want to be looked at as a bully to uh these athletes because he knows what it's like to be an athlete and get criticized by the media but as a media member he knows it's his job now and we've seen it he had issues with certain guys like even your your big brother dk metcalf was last who shan was lost who shannon sharp he didn't know how nice shannon sharp he got was. put together quick yeah he got he shut up fast he now, didn't oh, man. Yeah, three-time champion, Super Bowl champion, Hall of Fame. Yeah, first ballot Hall of Famer. I walked in the Hall of Fame from an HBCU boy. Yeah. I, I really got it from the mud. Put them together real quick. Yeah. He ain't got Shannon's numbers. <laughs> well, he will have Shannon Sharp's numbers, but, you know, 
relative to the era, Shannon Sharp's numbers were, were crazy until Tony Gonzalez got all that shit out of there. Then Antonio Gates and so on. <laughs> but I feel like Stephen A has also lined his character up to somebody who can challenge people more. He's already kind of used to like not being like, I feel like he would be like, come on now, cat. You know, like I feel like he he can still like um stealth like in a stealth way. Now he is. He that's why he got Tom Brady to this the new era of football. Tom, what do you see when you look at the game today? He knows how to get people to activate. Cause yeah, mm -hmm. that's what like you've seen it. Did you see the Tom Brady joint he had when mm -hmm. Tom Brady was focused? Like, hey, man, he rapped yeah. to him for like 30 minutes. I was like, dang, Tom Brady is really having fun with Stephen A. That's hilarious. Yeah, he really talked a lot. Like, he wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like, all right, I'm going to holler at you for 12 minutes and bounce. Yeah, exactly. It was there for like a half an hour. But that lets you know he likes what Stephen A does as a journalist. He respects him. And, and that's the irony. Look how Skip Bayless has been kissing Tom Brady's ass for 20 years. It's, and Skip will not see Tom Brady. I won't work with you, boy. What about Martin Bashir with Michael Jackson? Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Oh, man. They, <laughs> that was crazy? They were big balling. Hey, they were at Neverland. Hey, man, they were going shopping together. But Michael, <laughs> but Michael, what about this? Nah, he was, bother he was bothering Michael Jackson. He said, what would you do, Michael, if you heard all kids in the world have uh, disappeared? They've all died, disappeared. Michael said, I would immediately... Off the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately off the balcony. Was that a good question? <laughs> Knowing that after he learned how much Michael like loves kids and stuff, yeah. that was a funny question to ask. Like, I'm about to fuck with this nigga. So what would you do if all kids died and shit? That's like some dark shit to ask. Yeah, and Michael Jackson said, I'm out of here. Yeah, Michael Jackson said, he's off the balcony. And that was the interview where he said, don't you climb trees to yeah. a grown man. And Martin Bashir was looking confused. He's like, hey, yeah, that nigga climb trees, nigga. I'm 40 something years old. Yeah, that interview is like legendary, man. Damn, uh, man. I want to see Geraldo go against somebody. That guy. Who, who's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite uh journalism or favorite interview that you've seen? Hmm. Hey, did you know Martin Bashir plays in a reggae band? Oh my god, him and fucking Steven Seagal and, and Eddie Murphy, they should make a band together. That'll be wild. Steven Seagal kind of had a little bit of sauce though. Hey, little sexy lady, yeah, he was wagging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite interview, I, I probably don't have one, but I do like the Bashir John. or your favorite, your favorite interview moment, you know. Yeah, uh, that's real nerdy. I don't think I have a favorite interview. No, I kind of do have a favorite interview, but that brother's oh, I like um, Prince with um, Torre. That was a pretty good true. Um, I like, like Larry King back in the day. You're yeah, yeah, that was good. Selling your music on the internet. How does that work? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Larry King. I feel like he didn't challenge people that much, but he was yeah, always he was having fun. He was relaxed. Yeah, he was just there. Hey, come sell your shit with me, man. <laughs> um, I like um. Okay, so I like Bashir. I like uh both the Prince joints. I love Bill O'Reilly and Cam and uh Dane. That's just get at me, dog. Just gold to me. Get at me, dog. But get at you, doggy. Yeah, yeah. You get at me. You get at me. Um, what else can I think of? Uh, R. Kelly and Gail was funny. Yeah. Um. Well, this ain't really an interview moment, kinda. But um, I like when Kanye said George Bush doesn't care about black people. 
he has a lot of legendary interviews too. And then, um, you know, oh, like Lady Gaga, what the fuck does she know about cameras? And uh, Tupac has some uh, pretty cool. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Like the vibe stuff with Kevin Powell, his stuff with Angie Martinez, and that black dude that used to be on BT. Oh, uh, Tavis Smiley. Nah, it's the other one. Forgot his name. Um, well, he was like, yeah, look at this scar on my face. Like, I got beat up by the Oakland police. I forgot what that black dude's name was. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, he ain't like light skin, but um, he was uh, pretty, he was pretty um popular. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like the uh, Jim Rome one when he kept calling the dude Chris. Oh, and the nigga j- jumped on him? Chris. Yeah. Or, yeah, Jim Everett. Yeah, Jim Everett. And he kept calling him Chris Everett. Like- Ed Gordon is his name. Oh, Ed Gordon, yeah, yeah, I remember him, yeah. Uh, dang, some of my favorite, well, when Future dropped Monster and he was talking to Tim Westwood, but he was so much in the zone that Tim Westwood knew he didn't really have to ask any questions. Future was just talking because, you know, he was going through a lot. He felt like people wanted to end his career and he was locked in. He was even so locked in that, when Monster dropped, he wasn't even in America. He didn't even want to be there to see how people reacted to it because he was like, I already know they're going to fuck with it, so I'm in the UK doing my thing. But I, that interview was tight just to see his insight and that point of his career. But um, other interviews that I really liked, um, hmm. Yeah, James Brown, too, on TV. Oh, my, on CNN? Yeah, that's yeah. legendary. Uh, Dang. Um trying to think oh yeah michael jordan and a moderate shot those were always fun especially the time when michael jordan was 93 when you know the gambling controversy and he did the interview with his shades on hey mm-hmm. man i like it i like gambling it's it's a joy i'm not going broke i was like whoa <laughs> moderate shot said hey man you don't want to take off those glasses you look crazy you look guilty bro he said nah <laughs> he said all right fuck it niggas your interview <laughs> He said, Michael, how you doing? He said, I'm good. My family, we ain't going broke. I was like, hey, man, you look sick, bro. Why are you doing an interview with Stunner Shades on? Because you have a gambling problem. Yeah. <laughs> and what's another hot interview? I guess the Kanye, Kanye Yeezus era was a lot of great interviews. I told you who I am. My God. My God. <laughs> Him and Sway, of course. Oh, yeah. You don't get to answer Sway. He told him he did have the answers. Yeah, he did later. Sway did have the answers. He was right. Why don't you do it yourself? Yeah, that was what you were supposed yeah. to do. Kanye. It's that Oakland Bay Area independent yeah, hustle. Yeah. Trying Every, to teach us. Everybody else always want to use. But that's what wealthy people do is that they use other people's money to make their dreams come true. While that's the cool. while the 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 entrepreneur in the inner city, yeah, you gotta. Do it yourself. We don't got no. That's why Kanye, hey, Bernard are no help. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mike Tyson had a few good interview moments. Yeah, he has hot lines. I don't really remember. Like, uh, like yeah, Rick so Ross. You don't like what I'm saying? And t- change your station. Like, Mike, you can't cuss on TV. Fuck off. <laughs> change the station. You can't say that? No, nah, nigga, you're on the station. What do you mean change the station? Oh, when he yeah. was like... You won this fight. I broke my back. Hey, man. I know. Oprah was next level, too, as a kid. I remember when Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley were on Oprah. They were having fun. 
Oh yeah, I like what Michael Jackson was over. I know that one yeah. video was kind of fake, but he didn't want to. When she started bringing up the kid allegations, he started he was straight. Yeah, he was looking straight. like nigga. Shut up. She basically said, "Shut up." Ain't no man. He started singing after she brought up some serious stuff. He was, yeah, like, I don't like for it. he was like not hearing it. Yeah, he didn't have time for that now. <laughs> and um, her with uh Dave Chappelle. Where, I, like that. I like that one. What about her with Jay Z when she was drinking quarter water on the block in Brooklyn with them? I don't really remember his interview. He's talking about he got the best interviews. He don't got the best interviews. He just did one with Gail and people liked it. I like that one, but remember he said he's the leader of six at least six statistical categories. Mm -hmm. Best flow, most charisma. He does not the most charisma. Yeah, <laughs> interviews aren't that tight. Yeah, and he doesn't have the most charisma. He does not have the most charisma. <laughs> yeah, brother is well, hey, maybe. He he must have charisma. Hey, his wife is Beyonce, so you gotta have charisma to get a lady like that, I'm sure. But anywho, let me ask you about a guy that is heavily influenced by Jay-Z, Lil Wayne. He said that he feels like he is the LeBron James of rap because he's been around for so long and he still feels like he's in his prime. Do you agree that Lil Wayne? would be the LeBron of rap? Because I thought that was Drake's title and and then uh, Lil Wayne was supposed to be Kobe and then Michael Jordan is Jay-Z. But it looks like Lil Wayne wants to switch that up. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think him or Drake are LeBrons, but I feel like it would be... I almost want to give Wayne the LeBron title over Drake because I feel like Drake hasn't really been in his prime for a long time. Wayne, definitely the, Lil Wayne hasn't been in his prime in a long time. That he hasn't. His music ain't all that. But what's the that last? Verse, good, what's the last verse? Good Lil Wayne Benny, album? That verse in the Benny the Butcher song though, he he went. Crazy. What's the last good Lil Wayne album? I don't know. He's like Eminem that hey man, that brother's been a long time since they've dropped heat, man. <laughs> they can still rap their ass off, but it's a long time since that album that was fire. He can be Kyle Ripken Jr. <laughs> Nigga just shows up to work every day. Hey man, <laughs> Iron Man played for like 20 years. Mm. His dad would play like Nobody wants to be a baseball player. That's why every rapper compares themselves to a basketball player. You know. Basketball, <laughs> the black sport of America. Nobody wants to. Hey man, he's Kyle Ripken and Birdman's Kyle Ripken Senior. Oh hell no! And who's Billy Ripken? Who's that? His uncle or his brother? Yeah, that's his. That's Kyle's brother. Yeah, they got a lot of Ripkins. His son. I'll be watching his son talk about the Ravens. Ryan Ripken. These <laughs> niggas are heavy. Are they like, just Maryland Kings now? Yeah, they don't give up. They're from Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah, the kids. Are Baltimore local niggas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just reading about Billy Ripken because I was looking at Ryan Ripken. I'm like, hold on, is he Kyle Ripken's son? Because he looked like him. But that's his nephew. No, uh, son. No, he's he's Kyle's son. Oh. Billy. And when I looked at Ryan Ripken, it was like family. It was like Billy Ripken, Kyle Ripken Senior. I think it was like an older Ripken, more than that, like that. Like they're <laughs> like the Harbaugh's. They just got a lot of coaching, playing ass niggas in their family. Mm -hmm. All from you. Mm -hmm. Damn, I didn't know that they was that. Like, you didn't know that their baseball heritage and Maryland royalty. I knew Kyle and Kyle Senior, but I didn't know about Billy. But they had to get Billy off there quick. I think he came back to the Orioles, but I don't think he was in the Super Bowl because he wasn't. Yeah, there. he was there from '87 to '92. Then he had a little stint with the Rangers. Then he was on the Indians. 
Then he came back to the Orioles in 96, then back to the Rangers, then to the Tigers. So not bad. He had an 11-year career. So, hey, he was a When solid. did the Orioles win in 84? Uh, I think so. Yeah, think Billy that. wasn't on that team. Yeah, Bill Cal Ripken does have a ring. Yeah, he got a ring. He won, but yeah. anyway. And his, wasn't his daddy the manager? Yeah, it's 83 when they won. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was the manager. But, um, yeah. How um, much did Kyle Ripken really play on that World Series team? He might have been a little kid that barely played. I don't know. I think he was balling when he was young. I think he was barely playing when he got old. Let me see. Kimberly was playing that long. He had white hair. <laughs> yeah. 1983. What are your stats? <laughs> looking him up yeah hey man hey i gotta see stuff I, I don't really care about you winning the championship on the same way i want to know did you produce what did so, you oh yeah he was a baller he won the mvp that year the al mvp led the al in plate appearances at bats runs hits and doubles and also was an all-star so yeah he was definitely a ball that's tight winning your mvp in your third season you're 22 years old real prodigy yeah wayne is either kyle ripken or ken griffey and he might be lebron if lebron plays with his son because mm. birdman is his dad so drake doesn't have a dad so automatically anybody that plays with their son or dad who's a legend for a long time is little wayne not drake but, drake can be like kevin durant nah he's not kevin durant kevin durant's never the king drake has been the king of rap Kevin Durant was a king when he was on the Warriors. Yeah, they don't give him that because he was on the Warriors. Shaking LeBron ass up. Skate, 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 skate. Yeah, but people will still say uh, there's people out there like I'll say that still say LeBron still played better. He just, Kevin Durant had the better team. I mean, LeBron, Kevin Durant had LeBron's feet doing the Cupid shuffle. He did. <laughs> I remember it. Just letting him know, like, look, ah, you can't do this, nigga. You stiff and muscular. Look at this. Look at this. But he was also doing that in 2011, and the Heat beat them in five games. Excuse me, 2012. So, why is LeBron's move that little move that he does, that little look away and shoot thing? Hey, like they have highlight, they have highlight tapes of him doing that. Yeah, man, it's a new thing he started doing in the last five years. Because I, I don't see him doing that in a Cavs jersey <laughs> or a Heat jersey. He'll do have a bag. That's his bag. He does that on the Lakers. That's his bag. Mm -hmm. That's a funny bag to have. This nigga looks to the right <laughs> or looks at his hand and just shoots and it works. Mm -hmm. so he's a funny nigga for that, man. So you agree Little Wayne is LeBron? Yeah. So that means Birdman? I thought Birdman is LeBron. Nope, it's just <laughs> flipped around. Whoa. Birdman's Bronny. Damn. Hey, man, you good gay. Hey man, I still don't think Drake's better than Lil Wayne. So no, yeah, so yeah. Whoa, he got yeah, he's not better than Lil. He ain't Wayne. got no fucking All Carter time. twos. He ain't got no Carter twos and no block is hot. Or no bling bling. But he has, but he has take care and so far gone. I need to listen to take care. I never even heard that album. Why not? Just, I've never been a Drake fan. I'm literally not a Drake fan, but I See, know I'm a journalist, so I always listen to everything. And that album was so hot. I just had to listen to it because the ladies were feeling it. I, I had to. I remember that's uh that's junior year. Yeah, that's junior year. The thing about Drake is I could say I never heard Take Care and you play like 10 songs in that shit. I bet y'all know the words. Yeah, because he's the king of rap. 
So that's there's that. I can say I'm not a Drake fan all I want, and I know a lot of his songs. Yeah, I'm not a Drake fan, but I always listen to a Drake album because I'm a music lover and I'm a journalist, and I feel like it's my duty. If this guy is supposed to be one of the all-time greats, I got to listen to his career. I got to see what's going on. So if, if, you're reading this too, if you're reading This Is Too Late is when I first finally like gave him a full, thorough listen. True, true, true. And that was good. Really, really good. Nice. on that shit. Okay. But I mean, I guess Wayne can be Kobe. This <laughs> bad play. Oh, yeah, you're right. Birdman can be Bean. Well, Birdman is Kobe? What? No. Wayne's Kobe. Birdman's Jelly Bean. Joe Bryant? Yeah. But he's better than Joe Bryant. Are you sure? Birdman ain't can't rap that good. Hey, what? He can't rap that good. Birdman has classic verses. He has classic lines. He has classic ad-libs. Joe Bryant don't got nothing legendary in his NBA career outside of dunking on Kareem. Hey, that's classic right there. Birdman's Jelly Bean Bryant. Nah, bling bling Birdman's bling bling verse and his verse on number one stun. He has too many classic verses, bro. <laughs> He's too me nice. personally. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, come on, baby. Hit the club, light that bitch up. Cat money model is drink till you throw up. Come on, man. Birdman oh, has yeah, classic verses. The red hat, them red bees. Wait, white bees. Come on, man. I mean, I don't know, man. Hey man, shout out to Jelly Bean, but he never threw a party at at the Superdome. He never did that. I'm trying to think, who are some other? Can uh Wayne be Clay Thompson and oh Birdman be yeah, don't do, Now you're getting disrespectful. <laughs> what? Hey, the hell is that? Little Wayne is a top five rapper of all time. Why the hell would he be Clay Thompson? Clay Thompson ain't even a top ten shooting guard in history. He didn't even make the all top 75. What about Jalen Rose? How good was his dad? I mean, he was the number one overall pick, and that was about it. I don't know. Wayne's Kobe and Walker. Birdman's Joe Bryant. We already he's not jelly bean. You're sick in the head. And then Adonis is Brawny. Oh my god. That brother can't even rap better than North. He needs to get out of here. North didn't write her lyrics. Hey man, yes, she did. She didn't. Somebody helped her with the flow or something. Nah, man. Adonis spit it straight from, from his heart. <laughs> yeah, it should have stayed in there. I don't know. But anyways, we was, I was really quick. I was supposed to answer about Cat Williams, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. He needs Back to... to that? Whoa. He needs to be nice. Am I moving like a good journalist or no? Hey, man, go ahead. Yeah, you circling back. I see you. Yeah, you know, so... um. Um, it's entertainment, but it does make him look bitter, honestly. Like you said, he didn't reach the high. Even though Cedric had the lower end of all those things, but he's still on TV. Think about Cat Williams is he's just he's like Birdman in a way where he's hood. He just keeps it too hood. Like Birdman could have been like Diddy and Jay-Z. And but he just kept it too gangster. He never tried to clean himself up for like the whites. But if you listen to old big timer stuff, he talks about being mean to crackers and white people a lot. Like getting over on them mm-hmm. so what i look that, like picking trees and picking uh cutting trees and picking cotton i should yep. be steady i should be getting money and money clock yeah yeah yep, yeah yep, yeah he don't got time for the, for the white people but that's the thing about cat he just kept it too he's just he's like hood rich like 
even worse than Mike uh, Epps. He even knew how to clean up a little bit. But oh, um, this youngin says, "Shout out to you, Sylvia Obell on Twitter." She said, "Y'all ain't telling me this Cat Williams interview was longer than the color purple." <laughs> oh yeah, I actually want to see. Uh, well, Charleston White. He, uh, I don't know why I thought of him because it was actually Boosie who said it, but they're like the same person to me. But uh, Charleston White has like that. Charleston White versus 20 women thing. And that was kind of have, like going crazy earlier today before Cat Williams dropped a bomb on everybody. But that's a funny ass old nigga right there. That's all I got to say about that. But um, real quick, back to like music. How how would you uh, grade rap music's year in 2023? Was it an improvement from like the in the 2020s or is it going in the right like direction to you, even though there's so many different avenues? Was it a good year for rap? What do you say about that? It was an excellent year for rap and music overall. There's a lot of flavors. And my favorite list, I'm my, you know, my list of my favorites. I didn't have uh Michael by Killer Mike was in it, which was a great album nominated for a Grammy, you know, best rap album. I didn't have SOS by SZA, which was a great album. Should win album of the year and all every award it's up for at the Grammys. Um, I think for the underground, it was a very good transitional year. You got a, a lot of young prospects on the come up. And I like to introduce the middle ground. There's some people that they're not underground, they're not in the mainstream, but they're in the middle. It's like maybe they used to be mainstream artists, and then they, you know, as they got older, their popularity waned, so now they're in the middle ground, or they are on a major label, but they don't make hit music. Like, I don't think Earl Sweatshirt is an underground artist, for real. He's more of a middle ground artist because he's still on Warner Brothers He's been, you know, a big entity because of his connections with Odd Future for about 10 years, him going away and coming back and having that legacy. I don't look at him as an underground artist. Like, for real, him being on Real Hip Hop with Neonte helped Neonte get more people because Earl has a big fan base and Mike He's an underground artist still working his way up. I think even No Name, I think she can take it to another level. But, you know, depending on what the mainstream, yeah, you know, they don't want to sell that type of music. They trying to sell it for my baby daddy. So I think it was a, a great year for music. But if you're just looking at it from the mainstream, then it was a terrible year. Because how many mainstream artists really delivered it was a lot of like uzi disappointed me drake disappointed me travis yeah travis disappointed me uh so it's like uh you know it was underwhelming if you only pay attention to the mainstream but in the underground in the middle ground it was cooking man true um so do you feel like there are some artists like, say if we have artists like Travis, Drake, Lil Baby, Future, just to name a few, Uzi, and then you have artists like Tyler V's, Gunna, whoever. Do you think there are some artists who have fell down in their position and there are other artists who have ri ri rised up above 
some other artists and like they've kind of changed positions and where they are? Is that too much of like a dynamic question that takes time? Yeah, I mean, there hasn't really been anybody that lost a spot and got it replaced. Like Little Baby had a down year, but no one took over Little Baby's lane. He's still there. Because Gunna is Gunna should be the rapper of the year, but because people still look at him as a snitch, they're not going to give him the full props because he had the most popular song of the summer. He had the most popular album, if you're talking about mainstream, but no one's going to give him album of the year because he's a snitch, according to the streets, man. So, like, Gunna should have taken another level as artist this year, but because of the allegations... It didn't happen, so everybody is still waiting for Little Baby, for example. Like, Drake Drake had a down year, but he still had a lot of hits, so ain't nobody taking his lane. Uh, I also feel like if Gunna... Future, even Future took a year off. Nobody... Yeah, nobody's... For the Future lane, so that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they they can't. But I feel like um nobody... uh Gunna didn't really... Not that he was supposed to, but he didn't really like flood stuff. He did that one thing, and that's it. I feel like if he did a came back again with another fire album, he would have like that would have been like a haymaker. Yeah, if hey, if they didn't appreciate the first one all the way, they can they, they can sleep on the. They did, but they didn't. That's what I'm saying. When mm. it comes to these publications, they didn't get nominated for no Grammys. It should have. It's my point. The industry will delete you. If they don't like you, so even the Grammys isn't down with snitching. Cause how did how did fuck you mean not get nominated for best rap song and stuff like that? So that's why it's hey, the game is the game. So certain people they won't let them in. That's the thing too. A lot of these younger artists, they don't seem to have mainstream ambitions because there are people that like I would say, uh Ken Carson, Destroy Lonely, they were underground artists for the past couple years. Now I think they middle ground. They working their way up. I saw this one homie on Pitchfork, Alphonse Pierre. He said Ken Carson's album, which a lot of people like, A Great Chaos, he said he thinks that's the opium version of the Future album. And he, <laughs> he wished he said Future can't make that type of stuff anymore because he's older, so... He feels like, oh, maybe the Ken Carson opium stuff can be like a replacement for future, but then it can't because they don't make party music. They don't make street music. So I like fighting my demons. That beat is crazy. I think he has a a focused, uh focused lines on it, some nice bars, ad libs, but they're not gonna play that in the streets. So it's like, yeah, there's a limit to how far certain artists can go because they're not playing the mainstream game. You could tell. Even J. Cole, when he started, he played the mainstream game. We started the way thing. Let's get working for me. Even Kendrick, he made <laughs> he made poetic justice with Drake. He made swimming pools. They those niggas was playing the game. Even ASAP Rocky, he said he hates fucking problems. Because yeah, that's not really his aesthetic. That was just a song that Drake gave to him, but he was playing the game. He said, hell yeah, I'll take a free hit. Now these artists, they're not playing the game. Ken Carson okay. ain't trying to force a hit. Destroy Lonely ain't trying to force a hit. Lil Tyler is not forcing a hit. So that's why there is a void in 
new stars in the mainstream because the young yeah. people don't care about that. Yeah, I feel like Uno tried to force hits a few times and it didn't work out. Uzi gave up. That brother is a rocker now. <sighs> but what about um? How about Playboy Cardi? He don't care about chasing a hit. He just put out a song with Travis and they shit hard. I don't like. I think that's the weakest of the four. But hey, it's not bad. But it is the weakest of the four tracks he put out. I like all his stuff he's been dropping. Yeah, they all cool. But I like. I, if I had to rank it, I'd say probably twenty twenty four first, then different day, then hood by air, then uh, back rooms with Travis last. Different day. I thought it was called. Um, it's called different day. Yeah, no one knows the real title. It's <laughs> day of year of the moon, but I see it everywhere. It's different day, and that's what he says. Different day on the song multiple times. He doesn't say year of the moon once on it. So gotcha, gotcha. I don't know. But yeah, I like once um, he said those. That's the only song that he didn't put the title out when he dropped it. But the other ones he put the title out. I like all of them because they're all like just different. Like I like all of them different for different reasons. I've been bumping Hood by Air a lot lately though. Cause um his uh his voice is funny to me. And um I don't know. I the videos like go like I like the video aspect of it. I like seeing him with his homies and shit. But um did Yeet drop an album last year? Yeah. Dang, what happened? Like you didn't mention it or nothing. What do you mean? What's going on? Was it good? Was it just eh? Like Hey, man, I didn't listen to it all the way, bro. Whoa, he's falling already? Hey, man. Dang, is Cardi coming back to take get him out of here? Hey, like I tried. Destroy Lonely and Ken Carson, get him out of there? Like I like I tried to tell you, man. That rage sound? Hey, man. Yeah, I told, yeah, I told you. Dang, Lancey's the only one that makes it tight. I told you, Lancey's the only one that makes it cool and player, and you can play it around girls. The other dudes, they just playing it for the homies. Like Dang, what, played, what about the race? Like songs like uh like when I played mm-hmm for girls with sexy on, of course they liked it, but then they also like like do your pose. They also like the his song Girls, Girls, Girls. They liked Go Go Trap. They liked World Boss because yeah, it sounds player because on it, yeah, it's like rage beats, but he's still rapping and then he has a little dance off vibe on it. So yeah, you can move to it. So what about the rage sound? What are you trying to tell me? You don't want to play the rage sound at no party because you know it ain't gonna do nothing. So that's what I'm telling you. You can't play it nowhere. Mm. So if the young people are making music that you can't play at social settings, or let me clean it up and say I'm sure you can play it at 20 to 20, like 18 to 23. Maybe they crank it that heavy at college parties. I'm not there. But, you know, the 30s and up, I ain't seen that at no function. I'm going to the club on Saturday. I know I'm not going to hear no rage. <laughs> so did Yeet kind of slide down a little bit, Pauls? Or is nah, just... he, he just rapped on. He, he went oh, yeah, right. with Drake. <laughs> he, he could Drake on that song. I do whatever I want. Yeah, he, he, he ripped that song. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and that's my producer of the year, by the way, Benny X. He made that beat. He made my favorite song on Pink Panthers' album. He made focus tracks for Offset. He made focus tracks for Quavo. Did the gospel song on Nicki's joint. That was hard. Oh, yeah. I've been becoming... Shout out to Benny X, man. He, been... he did the tour, the 
tour for uh, the music for Drake's tour. Yeah, man. Shout out to Benny X, man. I've been becoming a cinch fan lately. Central C, of course you would. <laughs> Why is that? Yeah, you should be a Central C fan. He's Why their Drake. I be a Central P fan? Because he's their Drake. So if you don't like Drake, you should like the UK one. Hey, man, he's, he's cool, man. Because he's street. Yeah, he's street. He's their street, you know. And yeah, he... I don't see the street stuff. I asked the girl, I said, is he street? She's like, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, he's a drug dealer. He's white and Chinese or something. White and Chinese. He's just and like he a player to me. He can't say the N-word. He's just like a player to me. That's why I like him. He's just like a cool, smooth player type of nigga. He's a he's a drug dealing rapper. That's your street rapper. He replaced. I like his song with Pink Panthers. That's what made me think of him. Yeah, I don't. He ain't do as well on that song. He tried his best, but hey. Yeah, I just like her. <laughs> yeah, she made my list of favorite albums too. Shout out to her. But, I like her. Man. She brings back that real that real pop shit. Skeptic said he's about to put out a new project. So are you nervous? No, I think this will be the real one. Whoa, it's called Knife and Fork. And there's a lot of fake skeptics out there and shit. They be having them on 2K and shit. Whoa. So I need the real skeptic to come back. But he's, he's only had five albums in his career. That's kind of... Oh, yeah, these brothers don't really, really be working hard. I forgot. 100 meters. They said they like dealing with broke girls because plane tickets and flights impress them. Mm-hmm. That's what you like, yeah, misogyny. I thought Dave was like a Kendrick Lamari type of womanizer. He is Kendrick. Deep like nigga, but he has oh yeah, you're right. Kendrick has fun too. Yeah, Kendrick just said I was the best of the best dresser in the world and he was having fun wearing big big clothes and stuff. He was lying. <laughs> dress. But he wears uh wears Wells Bonner, so that brother was working out at at the park this year. Yeah, like a OG triple OG. So hey man, yeah, look what <laughs> look, look look what the old rappers are doing. So hey, <laughs> prison burpees. Yeah, future is putting out an album with Metro. Hopefully that does well. Cause right now we're in the middle of the longest drought between future releases. Uh do you think J. Cole will drop this year? I think we're getting future J. Cole, Playboy Cardi. Um, I think we have to get Cardi B or she's in danger. What do you Cardi mean you have to? Hey, She can't go another year without dropping. Why not? I just don't think so. So we're going to get Future, Playboy Cardi, J. Cole, Cardi B, Lil Baby. Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion. Um, Pusha T, you better drop, boy. You talked about you was going to be more... Frequent with your releases, you got bullied by Little Yachty and Jim Jones last year, and all you did was walk around with your brother. You better rap this year, boy. Walk around Switzerland with his brother. It was rocking Solomon's though, so I fuck with him for that. They had a cool interview in D.C. They had a cool show in D.C. a month or something ago. I wish I knew about. It. I would have went. It was at the Kennedy Center. They had a dope. He had a dope interview with the Phillies Most Wanted dude, and I found out the dude from Philly Most Wanted. Is a painter now. He does art shit. It's pretty oh, cool. That's what's up. I and um, where is that at? Um, damn it, it's on Push's page, but it's on the Phillies Most Wanted Do page. Um, I can oh, find oh, it real oh. quick, but it was dope because he was saying that people would always come up to him and be like, "Yo, man, it's, the Clips took y'all spot. Like that's messed up. How Pharrell left um the Clips uh, left y'all to work the Clips, and he was saying it's the other way around. Y'all been there. He just uh worked with us too, so it wasn't like. The clips walked in their trap and took over their trap. The clips were already there. 
Yeah, they grew up with the Neptunes. They from the same area. <laughs> it's different. Yeah, so as long as they've known Pharrell, they knew the clips too. Yeah. And um, it was just interesting to hear that, just that perspective. And I think the other dude is like a realtor now or something. He's doing something pretty well for himself. Oh, that's what's up. But the um the one that I used to think that looked like Alan Iverson, he's the one that's um a painter now. now. Oh, that's what's yeah. up, man. Shout out to and it was for um uh Tress uh Henerosianis, the tequila. It, what? Tres Henerosianis. Yeah, see branded content, see. That's another thing in journalism today is that, yeah, these companies are paying for the content. So it's like, yeah, the content does. It's not really an interview. It's more PR for this brand. Yeah, that's another thing that happens in journalism today, man. Yeah, they were uh, promoting that tequila. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. Well, why did you think little baby has to do something or he's going to get deleted because we just broke down that uh i saw that was on the list but i i just realized hey man ain't nobody competing for that little baby lane because these young people don't know how to make hits thing is he shout has to, to do something go ahead my bad i was just gonna say shout out to drewski for making that skit about how these young rappers are demonic and just <laughs> screaming he was talking about yeah like glock 40 spaz the dirtbag dude, Osama's son. Like, yeah, listen to, bro, there's a rapper named Osama's son. You think he wants to be a star? These yeah, I don't kids, listen to these kids are crazy. They don't care. I don't listen to none of that. Block 40 spaz? Over none of that uh, overly murderous shit. Right? <laughs> well, it's funny, speaking to Steve Harvey, he was talking about that on Kings of the Comedy when he said, well, he was like, what's wrong with these young rappers today? All they talk about is, I shoot you in the chest, I'm a wet you. He's like, I don't want to be wet from being shot in the chest. I want to be wet from making love. That's how I am now. These niggas, Steve Harvey, they ain't never shot nobody. Goofy. <laughs> These niggas, Steve Harvey, they ain't never shot nobody. Yeah. Goofy. yeah I, I feel them, though. Like, yeah, I don't got time to be. Like, I, I just, I mean, I used to like a little bit of that shoot em up shit, but it wasn't well, as you much. like that violence? Oh, it wasn't nowhere near as much as this. Like, I used to listen to Plies Bushes and he'd be riding your bushes. Like he really was camping out, cooking breakfast, doing his laundry in your bushes, waiting for you to come home from the club so he could shoot you. But these niggas are just like overly murderous. And I just I just don't do it. Like I just can't do it. Whoa. So, but the thing about Lil Baby, he better drop because while nobody might take his little lane or whatever, his lane's gonna die. Like it won't even be that lane won't even exist anymore. What so, about little Dirk? He's there, and he, yeah, he put out a song with J Cole, and people didn't like his album. To me, Dirk and um, Baby aren't in the same lane, and um, like who's gonna take their lane? Rod Wave? He's already the piano man. What is their lane? Piano rap to me, sad piano rap, that trench rap, whatever. Yo, just rapping on those piano beats. They they don't be having fun. I don't know what. Dirk's lane is like for Gunna. I could say like the melodic thug, Uzi, sprinkling a little bit of future. That's Gunna's lane. like Gunna future, thug, sometimes Uzi are in the same lane. Um, Tyler's in like the V's, Babyface Ray, Boston Richie lane. 
Um, well, Boston Richie deleted himself for being an informant allegedly. So you know, I know, man, that nigga be snapping. Yeah, too. He's good. That nigga be snapping, dog. Mm-hmm. This shit hit so hard. Like that song he had in the FAMU locker room. I didn't care what they said about him. I liked it. Hey man, cranks, but FAMU. Sorry, y'all lost y'all coach too, Willie Simmons. Y'all won the Celebration Bowl, which is you know the unofficial Black National Championship. And because that's the only thing you can do at HBCU football, he won it already. He got out of there. FAMU didn't want to give him a a new contract, so now he's the running backs coach at Duke. <laughs> Imagine that. You, you just won the title, and now you're moving up to Power 4 because he has no more Power 5. The Pac-12 is dead. So now you're moving up to the power four to be a running backs coach to get paid more. That sucks. But, hey, good luck to you, Willie Simmons. You're a great play caller, great offensive mind. It sucks that they put you at the running backs coach, but you know what it is, black man. Hopefully you work your way up and you get a head coaching job in Division One soon. So shout out to Willie Simmons, man. See, I pay attention to HBCU football. That's I pay attention to that, the streets. True. Shout out to Coach Odoms. You under surveillance, boy. Hey, we don't ball this year. <laughs> we gonna we is it, gonna delete you. Is it fair to say that um the women some of the women rappers are under surveillance, or is that unfair? Because that's or is that unfair? Because then everybody should be under surveillance, not just them. I mean, I don't think they're truly under surveillance because it's not like anyone's legacy is on the line. That's what I feel like, oh, you better, like, when Future, like I mentioned earlier, when Future did that interview with uh, Tim Westwood about Monster and stuff, yeah, he had real pressure. Like, Rich Gang was on his butt, pause, you know? Mm. Young Thug and Rich Homie Quan and then 2 Chains and Migos, like, yeah, that was real stress. Like, these guys are trying to delete me. That was really someone, other people in my lane while I'm trying to do Loverboy rap. That's why I had to hurry up and do move that dope real quick to show you I still can sell drugs. Like, that was real, like, pressure. But, like, nah, I don't think, like, Lotto, I think she'll drop this year, but she's fine. Nikki already dropped. She's going to go on tour. She's smart for, you know, being ahead of the curve and dropping early. The same as Doja Cat. She dropped early. She's on tour. Um, Megan is fine. You know, she just got a new label deal. They're going to protect her. Like I then, said, Cardi B don't ever have to drop again. She can be the Lauren Hill of rap, the new Lauren Hill. Just drop one album, do features, and relax. Like I don't how think come, she has any pressure. How come Glorilla got so negatively negatively affected? Um, and then it seems like people want to be on Sexy Red and Ice Spice's ass too. Uh yeah, because Glorilla was in that ratchet rap lane and then Sexy Red took it to another level. But the only reason why people feel like Glorilla lost it is because she just lost her style and tried to make more mainstream music and it didn't work. That's not why people liked you. So True. So yeah, somebody walked in her trap and took over a trap. That's why. Yeah, but the thing is. Her trap was, you know, the first one, fuck nigga free, you know, that's her about, all right, getting out of a bad relationship. Then tomorrow, too, is about just flexing, stun, and being optimistic, because as long as you have another day on earth, you can ball. So it's like, 
her stuff was more positive. It's like ra ratchet positivity, <laughs> while sexy red is just ratchet. So fuck my baby daddy. She yeah. keeps the remix. Yeah, of course he's he has he wants to have fun with her. You know that's that's his. You know that's his biggest influence out there now. <laughs> she he's her influence. She uh she loves Chief Keith, so does Glorilla. Yes, that's why, why she's Glorilla. Yeah, well, she's Gloria, but yeah, Glorilla, because yeah, she's a glow girl. Yeah, she does love Chief Keith. She wanted to be one of his baby mamas allegedly back in the day, you know. Oh man. Whoa, what you, why'd you say it like that? That's what, allegedly what she was tweeting on social media back in the days when mm. she was younger. You know, she had a crush on Chief Keith. Mm. Whoa, why'd you say that? What rap city do you think needs to step it up next year? I think Memphis, Chicago, and even Detroit. Why and Atlanta. I think up? all of them. Why do they have to step it up? Chicago, uh, because... It's all to me, it's only Dirk, even though isn't uh no name from there. Yeah. They have her. Vic Mensa, I mean, you know. Chance, um, you know. They have Mick Jenkins. You've been talking about him a lot. They do have Mick Jenkins. Him and, and they Vic have Mensa. Saba, they're underground. That's what I'm saying. The underground Saba. is thriving. Nobody is trying to make that mainstream music anymore, man. And they have Lucky, right? Yes, and he's balling. He still is rising in popularity every year. He had, and he, ballet, was, crazy. Yeah, ballet. You know, he made my list. So they're so okay. We can take them off. Shout out to um, Currency, by the way, too. Highway Six Hundred with Trauma Tone. That's a project that dropped in the last three weeks, and it made my end of the year list. That joins fire. Um, Detroit V's. I think is doing as good. Yeah, but now you're on Warner Brothers. So now, like, see. That's why I was asking you this question a few months ago, and you were you wasn't trying to understand what I was saying. These is now on Warner Brothers Records. He's on a major label, which means you have to produce, nigga. A part mm. of it was, yeah, you think the label didn't help him get on all those end of the year lists? That's a part of the game. I remember the the rollout for these. He was getting uh profile pieces on pitchfork on NPR, <laughs> on Rolling Stone. You think that was him all, all organic underground? Nah, that's the label pressing that button. So these, yeah, not, I don't think the city of Detroit, but these, you're under surveillance. Warner Brothers needs you to be a star. And 4-2 Doug, now you out of jail. Hopefully you stay out. And hey, little baby needs your help. He needs, see, he needs your help to get more sauce again. So I think those are the brothers under surveillance in Detroit. I don't think the I, whole city is under surveillance. I think the so. city because four years ago, five years ago, you had Vezzo popping up. I think PZ was in jail. Though. I know. I'm just saying. Four years ago, there was a time where they had. But why did V's get? Why did Vezzo get out of here? You think? Because to me, I think it's because he signed to QC. I think oh, it's yeah. he signed to QC. You didn't mm -hmm. need to sign on a major label. You don't make major label music. Yep, that's true. And now you're just wasting your time, lost over there. While other girls are taking, while Lotto's rapping on your beats, put it on the flow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I feel like Detroit was stronger because payroll was better. Vezo was doing his thing. V's was doing stuff here and there. GT was a little stronger. Babyface Ray, 4-2 Doug. Uh, you had Baby Money bu uh, buzzing. Baby Money signed to QC2 and lost his flavor. 
Um, what's the nigga's name that's Lucky's twin basically? Baby Smooth. Yeah, Baby Smooth. He's also he put out a project end of 2023 and it wasn't that good. So I feel like Detroit needs a new younger batch of rappers because they're the, all their people who are doing stuff been doing it for 10 years now. That's why they're really falling off. But not That's really why. because the only people that they're pushing to be like I said, that's why I said those only two people, these and four two, those are their next That's level. not good. Yeah. Whoa. It's only two. It's not, what do you mean? I just name like seven people. Yeah, but they're not they don't make mainstream music. Even but they but their sound, them and Flint influence everybody. Yeah. So they have potential to get big. But they they don't make hit songs though. They don't make party music. Yeah, they do. I don't think so. That uh Coochie song was a uh, party song. What joint? The Coochie joint. I make her Coochie smile. And I'm a Coochie scout. Yeah, that was once. Yeah, it never happened again. But that whole sound is like a party sound. That's why uh, Tyler was able to do shit with it. That's why Anicia and Lotto were doing stuff. Um, but do you hear those songs at functions? That's my point. Tyler and Anicia and Lotto. Like, huh? Tyler, Anicia and Lotto, yeah. You Caribou's heard. big. Caribou had a TikTok trend just now. Yeah, because like I said, that's the label pushing it. QC is pressing that button. Little Yachty's pressing that button. So but yeah, TikTok does it on his own kind of. Nah, bro. All of that is, bro. The labels have everything. The labels, bro. There's a shout out to that homie. I wish I remember his name. He did an interview like five years ago about yeah, I work for labels, creating viral moments. We create memes. The labels do all this stuff. Damn. That's why, yeah, they do. You think you think it's just fans creating shit? Who do you think's paying the fans to do this stuff? Influencers. At, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they have people that are professional meme makers, professional people that think of plans to go viral, professionals that think of dances to partner with a song to make it a trend. Like that's a real thing. All these things. That's why I said journalism isn't as powerful anymore because. We don't have to be the main avenue for them to promote anymore. Now they can just think of something clever on TikTok and make a hit song. So that's why I said a lot of the times that TikTok realm is still its own realm. That's why I'm asking you as a DJ, have you played Anisia at a party yet? Have you played Caribou at a party yet? How much Flint and Detroit music have you played at a party? Because I'm I used to play trying to Meg figure out how much does it translate. I used to play Meg Thee Stallion a lot. Yeah, but she's a superstar. No, now. the song. Oh, okay, okay. So that beat is just too hard. Yeah, and people would rock with it. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, it that wouldn't shit. It wouldn't delete the dance floor. Hell no. <laughs> that shit was hard. What time of the night or the day would you play it? It's definitely not prime time, but it's a good in between. Like, yeah, let me play some new shit that you cannot deny because the beat is fire, and then Babyface Ray comes in and just. Starts it off for you and kills it. And then you got GT coming on there like an old uncle, like a pimp on that joint. And then you got fucking, um, you know, Ve uh, um, Vezo, you know, coming doing his little thing. And then V's finishes it at the end. That's an all-star track. It is. That's one of the best posse cuts of the last five years. But um, I think that Memphis. I, the best. I think Memphis definitely got to step it up. They falling off bad to me. But, but like finesse two times didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> they, 
Black Youngsters gone. Big Boogie didn't do anything. He had that one little club hit. Um, Bunny Bag Yo's not the same. Glorilla's slipping. Yo Gotti's old now, and he's with Angela Simmons. And, and you know, he makes stuff that New Yorkers like every now and then. And Nelly Chopper's just making a fool out of himself, remixing Nelly and all kinds of other horror. Rapping with this UK shorty now. He did he's a, a, I think he's a Muslim now. That nigga's a silly guy. Hey, man. What does that mean? Hey, that nigga's just word in the Islam, man. Allahu Akbar. He's it's just a silly Jamal. nigga. Man. Your name is Jamal. You have to respect it. I respect Islam. I'm just saying that nigga, when he do something, it just looks silly to me. He's a funny guy. He like when Kodak said you a funny guy, that's him. Yeah, he's a dancer. He's, he's a funny a, guy. He's like he a is. fucking Dr. Sebi nigga. Like, yeah, he is. he's a Grape Street Crip, too. Whoa. <laughs> Chris Brown looking ass nigga, too. Like, this is just too much. A gang banging vegan dancer. A uh, Muslim, too. Oh, man. Baby. At the end, gang banging vegan dancing Muslim <laughs> remixing Hot in Here, and it didn't do a goddamn thing. And Harlem Shake It. He was Harlem Shaking the Hot Here. That nigga's just a silly nigga, but, um, Hey, man, leave him alone. Memphis is slipping big time. Why do you say that when your city is historically an underground paradise? Because this is the heritage. Even though it was underground, sipping on some scissor was still big. Um, Where the Bud was still big. Um, Riding Spinners was still big. Um, You know what I mean? They still had stuff. They had a, and I'm saying that based off of their two. You're naming one artist, by the way. You're naming one group with all those songs. So all we need is one nigga from Memphis to do well. All right. Hey man, Ball and G did their thing um, with Lloyd in Bangladesh. Oh, did my he? Days, please. They did. I'm just saying, like you said, Memphis is an underground city, but I'm basing it off of their 2010 resurrection when they had one Black nigga, Yo Gotti, and then Young Dolph in the underground. Yeah, oh yeah, Young Dolph. That's the reason right there. Then the key Glock, key Glock is sliding people down. like key Glock. A lot of people I saw his album that he put out last year at a lot of end of the year. You're right. People You're like right. Key Glock a lot, but he don't he's the new young Dolph. He don't make mainstream music. That's my point. The new generation of rappers are not trying to be mainstream superstars, except for maybe the girls. And that's why rap is the way it is. That's and, true. And that's why we're seeing rappers have longer runs of dominance than we've ever seen where drake has been the man for now 15 years future's been around for 10 years uh Nicki minaj has been around for 15 years now so like yeah that's why because with in Nicki's case if you want to divide it men and women even though i think we should all look at him in the same class but if you look at Nicki. She even said it in the Joe Budden interview. She said, oh, people used to say, oh, you only good because you have no competition. But now that there's competition, yeah, where are the girls at? Only her and Doja Cat dropped last year. They they seem to be the only girls that know how to write the raps fast. But even Nicki did take time between albums, but she did get married and had a kid. So, But yeah, last year, Lotto put out fire singles. How come she ain't dropped no album? Ah, that's a weird question. That's weird to me. Cardi B, we already know she's just the entertainer that became a musician because that's the new hustle. She, I don't look at her as a true artist. That's why I don't expect her to drop no music. Uh, Meg The Stallion will drop again. But yeah, I look at it like that's what we got to look at, the women, because 
a lot of these homies ain't trying to be mainstream superstars unless the young kids can force rage to become mainstream. And that comes to Playboy Cardi. Do you think he can take a leap with this album to make this sound and opium, you know, be the face of the new era of rap? Do you think it's possible for, you know, Playboy Cardi to be the MVP of rap this year? No, but I think that he can make it the new face of rap. But like you said, that face won't be mainstream. Can he be the rapper of the year similar to how 2015 you could make a case that Future was the rapper of the year? Like against Kendrick, because I think 2015 Drake no, has can't. a case, Kendrick has a case, and Future has a case. You don't think he, he can do No, he can't do that. And why do you think because of because in 2015, you know, Kendrick dropped to Pimp a Butterfly. I love that album. Then Drake dropped If You're Reading This Is Too Late, and then he beat Meek Mill in a battle. Then he did What a Time to Be Alive with Future. But for Future, because, you know, the content, he's not as good as a rapper as Kendrick or Drake. He has to work harder. We all acknowledge that. So he put, what, 56 Beast Mode DS2, then What a Time. So do you think, hypothetically, say Playboy Cardi puts out an album? No. No. This Friday, if he nope. put out another nope. album nope. in July, nope. and he can't have a future run, he ain't got no Jumpman, he ain't got no Draco. Yeah, he then no he don't have no club music still. I played whenever I played Playboy Cardi around girls, they say, "Oh, the Trampire." Whoa! Yeah, they call him the Trampire. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then they were like, one of them was mad because he said, "Um, what he said? He said he been told it." It was the other day I was on bullshit eating leftovers. They were like, "What the?" They were like, oh, well, "Like, what the fuck does I have to do anything?" Like, they didn't like that he told us that he was eating leftovers. Then I told him to keep listening, and now he's like flying jets or something. He said now, so I was like, "That's the connection." But this girl got mad that he told us it was just the other day he was on bullshit eating leftovers, and they always say, "See ya, see ya, see ya." Yeah, well, damn. So he can't make it. <laughs> I like to see ad lib. I like to see ad lib, but they don't know he can't be rap. He could be. Like the little young people who hate like things before them face a rap, but like no, but we so need like a new first week had a did a hundred k the first week. I'm assuming that's not face. Album will do more. Nah, because niggas like Osei and like black girls and stuff ain't. If you're not getting them, you can't do it. Yeah, that's just how it works. And yeah, I just yeah, I just we need like a new. Like ladies man rapper that's young. How old is Drake? He's almost 40. We need like a 19 year old Skywalker. He's the new ladies man rapper, but can that DC style? No, I'm talking about like across <laughs> cities. Like, I don't think they know who he is in Memphis. That's what I'm saying. Can he take that next step? We need like somebody who don't got like a strong accent uh -huh. that makes like catchy stuff to be like a new ladies man rapper. We need like a not sounding like Drake, but there needs to be a new one to make the like the girls like him a lot and shit. Like there's no Southeast more Jay Z, heart, man. KP's there's no heartthrob rappers anymore. Huh? There's no heartthrob rappers anymore. Hey man. Shout out to KP Skywalker. It's your time, little one. Shout out, but you know, I just Whoa, he, could. he could do it. <laughs> I think I mean, I just think that people I just think that DC puts out an acquired taste. I think that. By the end of this decade, I've been making my prediction 
that DC will become and definitely in the 2030s, I think DC will be a real fixture in rap. So I'm not going to count him out. He could. Shit changes every day. He could become some someone that translates all over the whole shit. We'll see. But it's not that I'm doubting him. I just think that it's in a, from what I've seen in the past to now, DC just has a very acquired taste. But Glizzy had a chance to do it. So um, not, not specifically speaking to like the girl thing, but Glizzy had a chance to translate to other places. Yeah, if he didn't sign the 300, imagine if he signed to a bigger company and got that label push, he probably could have been a star. But he wanted to be, you know, an independent boss and didn't really. And I also feel like the YB Better kids have are dying out. Yeah, because like, young, young boy's music quality has dropped. Even though mm -hmm. I think he had like two solid albums last year, especially Richest Op. But yeah, it's the quality is falling off. He don't make hits no more. Not that he was like a heavy hit maker, but he would make songs that more positive, happy you could jig to or. Even his gangster stuff was more player and you know fun, but now he's just stuck on Grave Digger Mountain, so he can't have fun anymore. And then little Uzi crying and stuff, geeked up, so he's lost. So yeah, rap I feel like Uzi's not really lost. We just don't like it anymore. Nah, he's lost, bro. He always did this. Nah, the fan. No, he didn't, bro. He never really did anything that was good that he stuck to for a long time. We can break this down even more next week because we're almost recording for two hours now. But um, Uzi, you're right in the point that he does switch up a lot. And when he became known to us, his love is rage, you know. So he has been a relationship rapper for the majority of his career, but he used to have more fun and he used to make money longer. He don't even make that no more. He don't make player stuff no more even the joint that he made with uh dang it i forgot the song it was like a joint that he rapped on his zaytoven beat before but that joint was so player and jiggy not too much sauce another one but uh and not strawberry pills obviously nah nah that's not a zaytoven beat yeah i figured but, uh but uh yeah like Uzi used to have more fun he used to be more player even the joint with uh future that's it or uh drinking and smoking like Make cool girl songs, but yeah, that's future. Future can make a good smoking a, that a, gas. Yeah. Um, neon guts was fun. Yeah, that's fun with Pharrell. Yeah, that's tight. But you can tell that's see, that's the thing. He needs an old man to direct him. But it's just because neon get... guts is Pharrell directing him, smoking and drinking is like future directing him. Seems like when he's by himself, he don't know how to be cool and player. It's too yeah, much. Yeah, Pharrell made uh made him put dark energies we don't trust on the song. Yeah, and see, he's too much into being an anime nerd and stuff. And a devil boy, when you're too satanic, you can't really have fun. That's why he's crying. But, but Playboy Cardi has fun. But that's what I'm saying. I think Playboy Cardi, he has fun because he's still, he's not trying to be a rock star. He's not that satanic. Yeah, he is. But he no, said, yes, he is. On Not as much as Uzi. And they both they both talk about being the devil on no, this. but Uzi has upside down like Uzi is like the that's the, that's what are you talking about? Uzi he's on another level. Nah, I I don't think you play it. The upside down cross is the chain that Playboy Cardi gives to everybody on his label. Yeah, I get it. He has a chain, but he don't got it on his stages and stuff. Like yes, big he has three, had it on his stage. Three big ones. 
He's had, I don't know about three, but he's had it on his stage before. And Uzi told all everybody in the crowd they're going to hell with him. I mean, it, Playboy, I'm trying to tell you, Cardi. Playboy like, Cardi's creative director said when you come to a Cardi show, that's hell. So, I mean, <laughs> he, he, he said that. Yes, his creative director is this white. So I went there. Huh? Yeah, you went, went to hell, nigga. You had fun in hell. <laughs> no, I did it. Yeah, you hang out with Lucifer. It's okay, boy. <laughs> no, I don't. Ask God for forgiveness. But no, Cardi's more of like a poser satanic person. Uzi's like in it. He even They're has it tattooed posers. on his tongue. They're he has it tattooed posers. on his tongue. They're both posers, man. Hey, look, man. Uzi. That's why. Chased. That's why Lancey Fultz said 1970s London. You niggas don't even know about punk. He's talking about them. Uzi, niggas. Uzi shaves his face, bro. When you have like that little that's white my man, point. when you have that white man stubble thing with a butt chin, that makes you depressed and cry. He's you should see up, what Uzi looks like. You look like Gary Cole. But that's my point. Like I said, Playboy Cardi, they both want to be rock stars. That's the aesthetic they're going for. Little Wayne taught rappers to say, hey, we don't there is no such thing as the rap star. We know about the rock star, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So Lil Wayne created that aesthetic, and now Playboy Cardi and Uzi are trying to take it to another level. And yes, they've taken a lot of inspiration from punk, the punk scene of the 1970s, but they're not taking, they're only taking the, it's really like metal shit. But like I mentioned, Uzi, he has rock songs on his new album. He has, he's really trying to do rock stuff. While Playboy Cardi, he might have a band at his, uh, he might have a band perform on stage with him. He might have white boys, skinheads being his dancers and stuff. But when you listen to the music, put him on the news or something. See, he's still player and jiggy. He's still talking about gangster stuff while Uzi's just crying in videos. And he's jiggy because he was chilling in the trunk. Of a Porsche dropping money. That was And real, he's bro. dancing with his even his white boys are dancing with them being players. But did you see how fly that was sitting in the trunk in the front? Yeah, he was relaxed. Yeah. That was hard. I never seen nobody like sitting in the, <laughs> the trunk of the front. My car. Even like in the, the different day, the way he's jigging, smoking his cigarettes, his dance moves, like he, you can tell he's still blackity black. A little kid in play joint that they were doing. Yeah, yeah. He's still black. Uzi, Uzi's just sad. All right, JT. I don't know what you did to that young man. God bless you. Please give him his heart. When you're from the South, you can't be that white. Yeah, I hear you. That's that's another thing, too. Yeah, being a being a northerner, that does hurt Uzi. You're right. That's a good point. You can get weird over Very it. Very good point. I think that's where we should end it, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well said, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Chopper Soup Convos 2024. We're going to be better than ever. Gonna start recording in person soon. Hey, about to do a lot of things. We should have a fun story about Saturday night next week. Hey, man. It's gonna be jiggy, man. It's gonna be a great year. 2024. We got an extra day, a lot of grinding. It's gonna be what they call it, a zuby. Yeah, yeah, you, you got it. So hey man, shout out to everybody out there. Jamal, you got any shout outs before we disappear, man? I want to shout out Paul Fennenbaum for looking stupid, hating on. Oh, uh, who, who say his name again? Fennenbaum. I don't know how to pronounce that. I think it's Fennenbaum. I always see, I always see the legendary clip of him of when they were doing this show, like the SEC shows. Him, Marcus Spears, um, Tim Tebow, and I forgot the other homie's name. It's not Fennenbaum. 
Now it's fine bone. That and nigga looks sick when um Alabama loses. Yeah, dog. When they said Nick Saban got all coaches, a picture of him making like a face on the big screen when the dude said Nick Saban, uh when Dan Arlovsky said Nick Saban got all coach. Paul Feinbaum made the craziest face. He's pissed. So I want to shout out him for getting his heart broke. And them niggas trying to cheat and put an SEC team in there. And they still got flu flam. They didn't get flu flam. They lost by seven points. And also, in that video, they talk about going to the barbershop and getting your hair cut. And this is when I knew Tim Tebow hung out with a lot of black guys because he's a football player. So Marcus Spears, first he's cooking Tim Tebow on the other home. He's like, hey, man, when y'all go to the barbershop, what do y'all do? Y'all just say, hey, go to the left, go to the right, because they were having, like, full hawks. Mm -hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and then the one homie said, yeah, I just get, I just tell him to do the number two for the fade and then go to Hup and make it a mohawk. And then, you know, what Tim Tebow said, he's like, hey, Paul, what you be telling him? And then Marcus Spears started dying. Yeah, that nigga got nothing up top. I don't even know if that's a sunroof. And that's not Marcus, even a sunroof. It's not a Marcus convertible Spears, either. Marcus Spears said he told he told the barber leave the sides. Car ain't got no roof. <laughs> that's a convertible with the windows up. That nigga fine bomb was sick. And I also want to shout out JD Kids for showing off his gymnastic skills. Yeah, man. Shout out people liked our conversation about JD Kids and how New York rappers just being outside makes us <laughs> think that they're still making heat when they not. <laughs> Hey man, JD Kiss is making heat, man. And Fabulous with his matchy and Fabulous with his matchy outfits. They tried they cooked him for having a bag. I don't know what that nigga's doing. He must still got a lot of good money because he just be out wearing wild shit, bored. He's still a goon, man. The street fame will touch you if you disrespect. So he, hey, he's still a goon. So Diddy told him to come to his party. He told him I already came to one. Like he didn't yeah, come party with me, man. Daddy, I like when you do that, Daddy. I like Fabulous. it when you're scrambling, Daddy. He, Fabulous didn't want to go. Yeah, they were all looking. Jadakiss was there, too. Yeah. Come party with me, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was listening real quick. I was listening to Dom Kennedy. He said, "Um, I'm trying to drive a baby driving. Shit, I'm trying to do what Puff be doing. And I was like, no, you're not. And this girl started busting out laughing. <laughs> He's trying to do what Puff be doing. <laughs> oh, man. 125 on Yellow Album. That song is such a classic. I'm about to play it after this. Shout out, Dom Kennedy. I'm about to listen to Play on Stalker tomorrow. I, I said Play on. I love Stalker. His album last year with T-Fly, real player, real smooth. If you like listening to classy player music that motivates you to ball and get beautiful women in your life, listen to I Love Stalker. Oh, yeah, I definitely got to listen to that, man. There's a lot of beautiful women in this world, man. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, man. Woo! I got the crazy, man. I ain't even going to say nothing, but. Shout out to Convos. We'll holler at y'all later. We out.